This is Bucket Talk, a weekly podcast for people who work in the trades and construction that aren't just trying to survive, but have the ambition and desire to thrive. The opportunity in the trades and construction is absolutely ridiculous right now. So if you're hungry, it's time to eat. We discuss what it takes to rise from the bottom to the top with people who are well on their way and roll up their sleeves every single day. This is Jeremy and Eric here with Bucket Talk, powered by Brunt. This week is the beginning of season four. We have Electric Mags, also known as Maggie, and we're going to dive right into it. But before we do, Eric. Awesome, awesome. So super pumped to kick season four off. This has been, well, we've been doing this for two years now, Jeremy. So we've had the high highs where we started out in your Basement, basement yeah, garage, yeah, uh, pre-COVID, yeah. the good old days, and then the low lows where we were remote by ourselves learning that game, which we kind of actually got used to. And now we're back. You and I are in person, and the guest yep. keeps getting better and better and stronger and stronger, and we're shaping the show up and going to be investing a lot more money into the show and, and the platform this year. So super, super pumped. Yeah, new year, new us. Again, always reinventing, always always doing new things. And, uh, you know, I can't wait to get down with these new guests. We're trying to get deeper into what they do. Um, I don't know. I'm excited. Sweet, sweet. All right, let's dig in. All right. So today we're here with Maggie Rogoshinsky. She goes by the Instagram handle Electric Mags. She is a commercial electrician. Maggie, welcome. Thank you, guys. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad that we have finally aligned the schedule to meet. Trust nah. me, every day is a reminder. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. We're in them right now. I usually end up staying into them long into the night when I finally decide I probably have to leave them because they're so damn warm. <laughs> <laughs> and I am such a, I mean, I hate Wisconsin. So let's be <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll stay in anything that just keeps me warm. But no. Thank so, you. No. No, that's awesome. So you are our uh, season opener and this is awesome. We're very happy to have you on the podcast and we want to get a little insight on what you do, where you came from. So let's go back as far as, you know, you want to, but let's get into who Maggie is and how she got here. Oh, okay. Well, try to keep this concise. Obviously the place where I'm here talking to you is 180 from where I started in my career. I pretty much grew up in a traditional household expectation. You go to college, you do whatever, you know, maximize the income sort of thing. I always, from the time I was a third grader, I wanted to be a neurosurgeon, believe it or not. I Mm -hmm. I don't know. But so I went to undergrad here in Wisconsin in the small university, Lawrence University, and I was pre-med, graduated, and I did some research at Madison. And, you know, I still at that point didn't know exactly what capacity I wanted to be in, but I did pharmaceuticals. I worked for Big Pharma. Luckily got out of that. It was a very miserable experience. From that point on, I left Milwaukee. I was sick of the cold and went down to North Carolina it's where I wanted to go to med school. So I spent a year, got my personal training certification and worked in a gym. And I just fell in love with, for one, I needed to just let it all hang out and, and 
you know, I was so wired from school yeah. and all the heavy duty studying and stuff, getting ready for those MCATs that, yeah, I just decided I wanted to live my life a little bit longer before I took on to the next, you know, headache. A little, of little burnt school. out. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, 22, 23 years old. So I loved it. I was completely autonomous. I started my first business down there. I was doing in-home training and moved back up to Wisconsin. I'm not one for homesickness, but I, you know, your family starts to change. My brother got engaged. I'm super close to him. My other friends were all getting, you know, moving into the next phase of their life. And so I moved back and my I was close to my grandfather. My grandfather actually passed away. I got to Ohio and I I got the call and it was heartbreaking. So I knew I was moving home for the right reasons and stuff yeah. to be back with fam. But I got back here, started another personal training business. I basically subcontracted doing that at a golf club, which was nice. Plus I had my in-home stuff. But then it was a couple of years in, I got introduced to CrossFit and... USA weightlifting. And so I went and I had the opportunity to open up my own gym. So I got certified as a CrossFit coach. And then I was also, I went to USA weightlifting and got certified as a club coach and did that for four years. And then 2017 rolled around, actually it was 2016. And here's the gruesome part of this, but yeah, I, I got divorced the normal unfortunate part of life. And 18 months later, I was actually having to shut my doors as a business because I had to get a restraining order against my landlord. So yeah, I mean, we're talking about flying by the seat of the pants. I'm on just a roll feeling at the top of my game and all of a sudden big, big, you know, pitfall, but you know, with every rock bottom, there is absolutely a way out. And so, I mean, I took a year off. My son was only four at the time. So I took some time with him and I had to restart it. I mean, I had to retool my belt because I didn't know what to do. You know, I hadn't planned for anything else then at that point, other than just owning my gym. And so my brother, who is actually also in the trade, is, he's a year ahead of me in our apprenticeship, but he was working for a company. And we both came to the point where our jobs were like, he was either going to move to Colorado possibly, or, and they just bought this new place by the Mississippi. And so we both were like, what the fuck are we going to do? We got <laughs> a different plan. Uh, what are you going to do? Because if you do it, I guess I'll do it. This is how we operated several conversations like, oh, we're so miserable. We got to figure it out. But our cousin is a seam fitter. And he was like, do you guys think about the electrical trade? Because the trades are just, they're such demand. There's so much a demand. And and I was like, are you kidding me? I can't put a drywall anchor in to save my life. It turns into a toggle bolt in two seconds. That makes um, three of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my brother, at least, had somewhat of a background. He did, you know, of course, in CNC machining in high school because he was a non-traditional student. He went yeah. back first at 21, figured he was going to finally take on college. And so he was a little older. He's four years older than me, but... So he got into the apprenticeship and then I followed a year later. Uh, and that is literally what made my decision. I was like, okay, big girl, let's do this. And here we are today. And I mean, this has been the best experience of my life. I never would have ever, when I seriously say I would have never have seen myself in the capacity in life I am. I 
you could never have paid me enough to believe I would actually be here talking to you about being in construction. But I, it fits perfectly with, you know, what I feel like my personality is. I'm pretty, pretty much of a tomboy. Got two brothers that beat the hell out of me. And so I've learned to be humble and also just, you know, stand my ground. But yeah. And that is how I got to where I got today. That's awesome. You love being a commercial electrician. You love what you do on the day to day. And, I do. Uh, and is it is it for the love of the game or is it, you know, it was a better opportunity? How do you base your love for the whole picture there? I guess I learned through, this is going to sound sort of cliche, but when you get older, you sort of throw the insecurities of life out the window and you just accept who you are and what you're bad at and what you're good at. Yeah. You do what you can. So I mean, a couple of different things. So the benefits of joining the union versus, and again, I... I'm not here to argue either side, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> you got, you whole, got it. You do what works for you. Some people with lifelong families that are, you know, generational are union or non-union. That's where they stay because they would never go against or, or hard. You know, it's easier to go with the grains. For me, it was like ah, I got a union apprenticeship. Their benefits, and I wouldn't look back. And I don't question if it would have been a better decision to go the opposite direction, you know, go not union, but it doesn't matter because it's all going to get me to where I want to be someday, which is going to get me that journeyman's card. And it just worked for me to do this. And I've had an awesome experience with my union, but that's me. Are you in a good union? I mean, I know. What do I really know? You know, I'm well, not, I mean, I, I, we're not I mean, Chicago. I mean, I feel like Chicago. Everything in here about Chicago Union, they are just bulldogs. That you don't mess with Chicago electrician. You know, and then Milwaukee is a sort of, uh, I don't know. And nor do I really try to get involved in that capacity. A, I don't have the time to deal with the politics. And, and you know, that's just not my role as an apprentice. I'm still learning so much. And I try to just let the people who are in those positions deal with those positions and me as long as I'm working and I've seen the benefit of being in a union and that's me, but I had to get to the point where I asked the union to find me a good contractor to make sure that I was with somebody that was going to pan out because I spent the first 20 months on a specialty division of electrical, which is building automation yeah. and COVID hit. And then everything at the, my, the, the contractor I was at sort of the, fell apart and they didn't have a ton of work. So it was like, I already now lost 20, 22 months of my apprenticeship. Yeah. I have to ask, I have to demand to get into the hours that I need because at the end of the five years, they don't care what you did or didn't do. If you're there sitting there, they're expecting a test. They're expecting you to become a journeyman and to at least, you know what I mean? So like, yeah, I had to get aggressive and I, saw the benefit of being able to call up the director of our program and say, listen, I need better. And I got better. So, yeah. you know, if you don't take it, if you don't go for it, you're not going to see the benefit. You can sit yeah. there and whine to behind closed doors, but that does nothing for you. So if you're not asking the union to do their job, if you feel like you're not getting what you need, well, then they don't know that. Yeah, I mean, that's not their job to redesign. <laughs> so my my brother in law was in the same situation. He was in the carpenters union out here. He was fortunate enough to get in. He was super super pumped about it, 
And then, you know, he was just laid off and it, it was a host of reasons. It, and it was it had nothing to do with the strength of the union, but there was just so many highs and lows that he wanted a little more consistency. So he ended up having to do the same thing. He had to push and he ended up getting with a different contractor, same deal. And, you know, he was much happier. He, he ultimately ended up going out on his own. But yeah, it was the same thing. Like if you don't have the, I guess, inner fortitude to push for something better, then you can get lost in the masses. Absolutely. Because who's going to know that you don't like where you're at if you're not complaining about it? Right, right. And I'm not trying to sit here either as a female. And I, some people are like, well, do you feel like you just got a special treatment because you were a female? I don't know, but that doesn't even matter at this point. Gender right. has nothing to do with the fact that I'm sitting in the same union as everybody else. And we all have the same rights and responsibilities to maintain and uphold. And so just because Ever. I asked for it, you know, like, oh, that sucks for anybody who didn't. But that's, you know, if, whether boy or girl, it does not matter. No, no. And everyone, you know, I always say you should always play to your unfair advantages. And it doesn't matter if that's how you got it or not. It doesn't really matter. You should, if I were you, ride that as hard as you can and vice versa. You know, you're fighting a hard battle already. You know, you should get what you ask for or at least push for it. Yeah. I mean, my steam fitter cousin told me he had nine different contractors in one year. And that's a dude who was just demanding what he yep. needed in order to support his family. And that's had a resounding effect on my attitude is just, there's a lot of contractors. Not everyone's going to be a good fit. Not everyone's got the same experiences coming in with their like, you know, pre we call them construction wiremen. So CWs is your sort of a pre-apprentice. Not everybody has the opportunity to have the same, you know, experiences with that. And all different contractors have different goals for their businesses. You might not have a good fit for your interests. I mean, that's the nice thing about it. Now, I don't want to jump anymore. I'm happy. Right. I'm really yeah. happy at the contractor I'm at. There's a great open communication. And, you know, I felt comfortable bringing a, a commercial account of a good friend of mine to them for them to benefit. That's a good feeling, their, isn't it? You know, just to be able, because I feel confident that they've got my back. They've taken me on and, and I feel I'm, I'm appreciative of it and I trust them that they would take care of, you know, a friend. So that yeah, was, no, that I mean, was the hard part in my trade. I, I had worked for a shop prior to the shop that I was at and I couldn't handle all the vehicles that I would recommend. It would go to somebody else or, you know, there would be something with the owner or whatever. And I didn't feel confident recommend our business to some of my friends and family. And it made me feel bad because it, it had nothing to do with me personally, but it had everything to do with the organization that I was at. And it was a shitty feeling when a family member comes and asks you and says, Hey, you know, you work on cars. Can I bring my car by your shop? And I'm like, Hey, really? Uh, it's not really a good fit for you. You know, you should take it here or, or whatever. And it, and it's, you know, to be able to take pride in what you do, but not only that, but be able to take pride in your employer and be able to align mm -hmm. with all that. I mean, that's, that's huge. I mean, that's a the question. Why'd you take my money for that transmission? <laughs> <laughs> Damn you mechanics. I don't care. I will pay for, unfortunately, I feel like no matter where I go, I'm getting screwed. Well, so that's, but that, well, so you bring up a very, it's because I'm a chick, isn't it? No, no but that's just, the thing. So that's I'm the thing. Kidding. No, no, no. But you do bring up a valid point. And, Show and up in your high vis and get to about time. <laughs> I, every single time I have to get a, a oil change, I show up at my Jeep and I'm just like, I come right from work and I just try to look like I'm actually 
<laughs> like curious about what they're doing to my car, but I really don't care. Well, but that's, I mean, but that's, <laughs> that's the thing. I mean, it, it spans, it spans all trades because, you know, everybody thinks that when you have a service done, you're being taken for a ride and, yeah, you know, they got to put confidence in you. And that's kind of what I'm trying to change is the fact that like, there's a good group of people. We need to empower the trades and the trades need to, you know, kind of come up in the fact that like, we're not shitbag people anymore. You know what I mean? No. Like, yes. And, and we want to try to weed those bad eggs out. And I know that there's still people out there that it really does bother me, but it's definitely, I hear it all the time. Like, uh, guys, girls, they come up to me and they're like, you know, I know nothing about my car and I think so-and-so is taking advantage of me. And I'm like, this is terrible. This doesn't happen in any other, you know, sector. It only happens with the trades. I feel like we need to kind of change that. I agree. When I was coming into this, there were questions about, well, what were your expectations of what it would be like? So one of the first times I got interviewed was, what are the stereotypes that you're expecting to show up? And it's like, Kind of like roll with that. That's my jam to be around the rough and tough people. I that doesn't bother me. It's not offensive. You know, the whole, you know, what were my stereotypes? Well, that they wouldn't shower. The guys are, you know, just pigs, whatever. But right, is right. that true? Nah, it's not. It really isn't, to be honest with you. I mean, I would say that my girlfriends and I probably have worse mouths on us. Certainly not an industry for everybody, but not any industry is everybody's. Palette either, you know, so you just have to find what fits your personality, your interests, but you don't come into an industry and be like, well, I'm going to change the entire outlook. I'm expecting better. I don't want to be unproductive in my job because you've made it to be an unhealthy environment because you don't get like the hundred signs that I'm sending you to shut the fuck up and leave me alone. (laughs) But at the same time, can I take some misogyny? And yeah, that doesn't bother me. I'm not here. You're just chatter, chatter. You're just bored with your life and that's fine. But at some point, yes, you have to just sort of be like, dude, leave me the fuck alone, whatever. But at the same time, That's not the only stereotype that I'm ever worried about. In fact, it's been more the opposite of, I felt we've hypersensitized everybody that it's even harder for me to get guys to say, hi, good morning. Something that you would like to just make it a comfortable environment because you have been drilled with don't sexually harass her, you know, like that. And I get it. I do. I get it. But so, I mean, is there a fine line? Is there a balance? Is it ever going to be a happy medium? I don't know. It bothers me that it's almost made it so awkward sometimes to even be on a job site some where I feel like I'm an outcast because you've made them feel like they can't say anything or I'm going to just go straight yeah. to the you know general or whatever. Well, and that's, whatever. Like, and that's, what's, that's what's good about, you know, finally finding your spot and, and finding mm-hmm. uh, a company that you're good with. I mean, right. the last shop that I was at, we were able to jive. We had males and females and we were able to have normal conversations. And if you said something that was a little off color that, you know, not in a bad way, but just... It it, it didn't come out right. You know, nobody was screaming to HR that you, that, you know, you, you screwed up. So you're right. I mean, it, it is a tough world to be in nowadays that like you have to watch everything that's coming out of your mouth and male and female. I mean, it's definitely a different time and, and the trades are trying to figure it out because they're a rough and tumble crew and, 
and their mouths usually get them in trouble. You don't go into other relationships and try to change people. You either come into this knowing, okay, this is sort of what I'm expecting, but that shouldn't be the focus. Your focus is to do your job. It's to perform tasks, not to, you don't want to be some psychologist. You don't want to be their like shoulder to cry on. I'm not here to be friends where I'm going out for drinks after work. Hey, there's no other girl on my crew. So, I mean, I'm only going out with guys and I don't want the reputation, nor do I have the energy to drink like they probably can. But I, you know, like, did we go out? I mean, like, have I gone out for drinks with my crew? Absolutely. Because there's camaraderie that still is important. Yes. But, but you can find a good balance as to what is, I mean, if you don't want to be seen as like the social butterfly and, you know, just here for the social light, you know, activities, then you, then that's up to you to make sure that you don't do that, but you can't ruin your coworker relationships. Again, no different than any office job or anything else. So I try to ignore all the stereotypes and just, yeah. I'm here for to be a professional, to learn my job, to take care of my family. And that's my focus. I'm not here for that's the high level finding, takeaway there. Yeah. Professionalism, yeah, and, family, work. I mean, right. that's, that's where it's at. So but I'm also here to bust my ass. And they, I know no. that as a woman, I got to prove that I'm not here to just take it easy and, and let the guys, you know, pick up the brunt work, you know, whether or not ah. they choose to do more, whatever. But I never said no or, oh, I can't handle that before I've actually busted my ass to try to do something. But I'm also conscious of I'm a woman. I understand that I am not as strong as males, not every one of them. But I am not going to sit here and use that sort of gender your strength. Yeah, exactly. Because I want to be smart. I want to do my job for a long time. I don't want to be injured just to prove a point. That's yeah. stupid. Yeah. No, absolutely. It's a, mat- it's a maturity standpoint for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we get I older. Mean, we get wiser. <laughs> yeah, the twenty-one-year-old who wants to just hug up like a punch of material. Go for it. I don't care. I mean, I'll speaking, just come and pick up all the pieces. Speaking of which, so I caught a post the other day that you were just covered in mud. Like, walk me through how a commercial electrician was just up to her knees. You're talking about my boots and everything? Everything. I mean, I figured you guys were in these cozy little buildings, running wires, conduit, all that stuff. I mean, no, she's not like you mechanics in the nice warm garages. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. We don't what? have little garages underneath the garages so that you have nothing to worry about. You get under there and touch it in your face a little bit. You're fine. Yeah, I mean, weather conditions were built. I, the crew that I was on, which I've only been off this week, really, but we've been building this really large gas station. I mean, we have been hit with some just unbelievable precipitation. And so they don't care if it's raining. Are you kidding me? They're not going to let you go home because you didn't bring a rain suit. That was your stupid fault to not remember <laughs> to, you know, bring something. And of course, our foreman has like a whole rain suit. And here we are just all soaking wet. Like you knew this was coming and you didn't. That's experience there. That, that's like, yeah, they're like, well, I'm dry. I was like, screw it. I'm fine. I've got a raincoat, but that was about it. I check the weather every single day. Or my car looked like a freaking closet because I just will never feel confident and I have enough clothes. But yeah, it just, it's muddy, but the job goes on and 
that was my day. I I was like, well, Brunt, this is it. We're going to test <laughs> you out because how else can I test the right, you know, I hate doing product reviews when it's like, okay, well, we're going to send you this prepackaged box that we know everything's going to look perfect when you do it on camera. <laughs> no, I want to like hold your tool. I want to know your tool. I want to know how I treat it in the field for a while and see, put it through the ringer because if you really want me to stand up behind something, I don't want to be like the masses that it's like, everybody is talking about this new tool. Great. But you know, I've owned something for now a year and now it's not really great. So now what do I do? Okay. I don't have time to go back and edit anything. It's like, just give me a little bit of time. So I had the opportunity to throw you guys in and I was in freaking muddy puddles in and out all day long. And it was incredible how, and Wisconsin sucks because we've got this play <laughs> shit because it, you, the second you step onto it, you don't even have, you have like half the earth. Plus you have all of the stones, all of the other crap that's rolling around. On site. <laughs> You're just like on six inches of just mud and, and rocks, whatever. But my feet were bone dry. So kudos to you guys. That was hell. Yeah. That was a, I cannot believe that. That's why I did this live review of that thing because and you can run. It blew and, my mind. And are there times where it's so extreme though that you have to shut down for the day where it's like, all right, we cannot work today, or or is that not really the case? And not in Wisconsin. Each other like, what can we do? Maybe we can do something else, or we try to like be like we'll wait it out a little bit. Otherwise, yep. it's like, well, where's your rain gear? Like, yep, you know, yep. there's always an option to work now the cold weather i got beat up big time you know last week i just got so sick part of it is because we have this terrible situation with you know the job is just not running where it should be and we don't have warm conditions to be in so whether we're under in a building or outside i'm in like negative degrees they're reasonable but you know there's only so much i can look like the kid from you know the christmas story and and right. the marshmallow right. that i can't at that point even do much because I'm so cold. What I like about your insulation in the boot, and you have the option of making it puffier inside or more, you know, more, more insulated or less insulated gives more room. But I, no offense, guys, I can't wear four pairs of socks in this boot. Oh, yeah, no it's shit. Not reasonable. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that. But so it's like, well, I, I can't wear more clothes to make this any better of a situation. I got a decent people who aren't going to. Yeah, you know, but, expect us to get frostbite and yeah. for nothing so, or whatever. But so, yeah. what are you done with your apprenticeship? I got two and a half more years in Wisconsin. We have to have eight thousand hours in the field to be able to sit for the state test. But then in the union, you still have to complete all five years of the school. A lot of apprentices will still take the test after their eight thousand hours, and then they'll sit for like less than a year in the apprenticeship just until they ride out the school to formally be, you know, recognized by the union as a journeyman. But so, I mean, so, so where, so where would you go from there? I want to see, yeah. you know, like, so what is going to be the next oh, step for Maggie? I just actually had this conversation. I have really resolved to be just the apprentice and take a step out of any other role when I came into this apprenticeship. And I didn't want to look forward because for one, this field is so dynamic and there's so many options to where this could go that I don't even know everything yet. Right. So, I mean, I'm not making a very informed decision because I still 
don't know what I can be with this card, right? Nor does it, I mean, who knows? I could go off and start another you know, career choice, whatever. But I am starting to think, okay, I'm getting the itch. I miss the business side. I, I think that's what I really like about the Instagram and, and working with, you know, awesome people like yourselves and being able to have a different, you know, some sort of experience to talk about because I'm in the field, I'm, I'm the one, the, the one who's lost, you know, I can't teach anybody anything because I'm still learning. I, I certainly would not expect myself to turn around and start my own business because this is a bigger beast. You know, there's a yeah. lot more to understand in the contractor side, but, no, but you're becoming a, f- a phenom for, you know, for <clears throat> not only the trades empowering the female generation, which is booming bigger than ever in the trades, but also we see the stuff you're doing with client tools, which is like the most premier, you know, mm-hmm. legacy tool brand in, the, in, in the industry, in your trades. From a young person's perspective, your journey through the apprenticeship program carries its weight. I mean, there's a lot of people that look look at that journey and say that this is a daunting task. How am I going to do a five-year apprenticeship? And, mm-hmm. you know, that was kind with of- With a kid, with a kid, <laughs> yeah. by yourself. I mean, I'm, I'm still, I've got my ex-husband and I have a great relationship, but it's still a lot of work to be able to still have a, a child and go to school at night, work a 40-hour. There's no, I think about how I would have handled this in college and there's it blows my mind, but this is the survive and thrive adaptation sort of thing. There is nothing that will stop me after getting myself out of the where I was mentally and having PTSD from a terrible situation I never wanted to be in and, and going through that divorce. You think of like how miserable I was to where I am today. I mean, like when you start to build your life and you own every freaking success that you have, it is mind-blowing where you start to feel like okay i'm gonna take a a different approach because i'm more mature and i'm not just gonna make spontaneous decisions well it was was funny because i'm actually back in school i got two young children me and my wife Mm -hmm. started a farm up in maine and it's just you realize that like a you have no time but b you just got to get it done it it, there's there's no excuses there's no time off there, you know, I look at my children and I say, Hey, you know what? I'm doing this for you. You're doing it for yourself too, but your priorities are different. Yeah, Absolutely. Right. Like, Oh, I'm not going to sit there and watch the Packer game or cause Packers are the best. That's because you probably have lost to us. So how many times? So (laughs) don't hate on Rogers. (laughs) Rogers Packers are a basketball basketball team. team. Yeah. 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 Okay. We're going to move on. (laughs) I'm going to argue with you. Bunch of cheeseheads. No, 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 no. <laughs> right? Bunch of drunk cheeseheads. You know, <laughs> they're in the cold. They are morons. I'm like, I'm glad I don't have to go to a game. It's <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, but it, you have to do what you have to do. And honestly, if you give into that mindset, you're like, I can do this. We are so much more capable mentally of more than what we've ever really give ourselves credit for but unless you're trying to do better and to ask for more out of your life then you are going to stay complacent and scared and that's part of where people become the Steve Jobs and the Bill Gates and the and the Brunt workwear and the electric maids I am not letting anybody slow me down 
I say yes to all my opportunities within reason. Yep, and yep. and I have yet to see that blow up in my face because I've created a path of just good potential. But you have to maintain a certain ego. You have to maintain a certain perspective. You can, you know, I'm not out there. I'm not showing off my tits on my Instagram or anything like that. That's not how I want my reputation to ever be. And yep, I know yep. that Klein Tools is someone who would probably be like, you know, that's not who we want representing. Right, right, right. right. So why am I going to already shoot myself in the foot just to have an extra follower who's going to turn around and unfollow me tomorrow? That followers to unfollow, I mean, like followers are not really what I'm looking for. You can't reinvent the wheel of electrical. So it's like your perspective, your personality sells it. But I'm not out here looking. God, I don't even know if I'd want to be a Melbourne chippy chick who's got 150,000 followers and it's like a lot of drama comes probably with that and a lot yeah. more negativity and you know I just want to have a community to tap into and that's all I create wanted yeah and it seems like Instagram. it seems like I'm sure you get a little bit of the bullshit around the edges but pre- everyone's pretty you know we know Barry down in Connecticut at what, what's mm-hmm. he's, he's like your biggest T-Berry, fan? T Berry Electric. T Berry, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, there yeah, exactly. So, but you've got a lot of people that are like supporters, like go Maggie, go Mags, versus like you know the other side of the coin that you just knew laid out there, which is very different. And those people have been around since I got on on day one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing is I still talk to not maybe regularly, but. I still hear from a lot of people who I saw with nobody following them. And we've all like gone and done what we feel is okay. I mean, like I honestly don't have more time to dedicate to social media. I mean, I try to do as much as I can, but I don't want it to be a burnout situation right, where I'm right, right. doing this to fill a role. It's like, I, I, that's why I've avoided any sort of working with any companies that wanted a contract that they would be able to tell me how often it's like, I don't have time to eat. I don't even know <laughs> if I'm going to make it on some days. You guys know this. Right, You're right. like, Oh God, we'll try to Instagram her, but maybe we'll have to text her because she might not see this in time. I totally think that's just it. It's like, I don't know what my day is going to look like, but anyway, this is incredible. This is okay. So we always like to lighten it up a little bit towards the end. So speaking sure. of the Packers sucking, what do you like to do on your off time? Yep. Talk about how much the Packers don't suck. First, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, no. I, I mean, I talk as if I'm like the diehard, but again, I'm not going to suffer in the cold, go and see them either. No, no. I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, go see them either. Sorry, we, but yeah. Football is better at home. <laughs> what do you got against us? <laughs> No, nothing, nothing. They're not the Patriots. They're not the Patriots is the answer. You're right. You're right. But Tom Brady is gone, so get over it. (laughs) We're over it. We don't, we don't. No, you're not over it. You're just picking on. No, I'm just kidding. Don't pick on me. (laughs) I'm not the Packers, but I'm going to send you some cheese heads now. There you go. And I better see them. Anyway, what do I like to do for fun? sit on my ass and paint walls and watch them dry because it's really nice to be able to just chill too. I used to be into furniture rehabbing. I don't need any more hobbies, I'm sure, but I like... I I have the whole Adobe suite. So like in my head, I pretend like I know what the hell I'm doing and I like to play with software. I like to play with photos. I'm 100% open. I use filters on everything and I don't care 
because it's all about fun. I just have fun learning different things with those sort of softwares or you're you're kind of a creative and you're downtown. Yeah, right. Exactly. Pinterest made that possible for me. I feel like it's made me an interior designer or, you know, something, but I'm really not. It's no, but I like watching movies. I just saw Ghostbusters last night. That was kind of cool. Um, actually, I'm a terrible, right. scary movie wow. person. Anyway, no, I hate them. <laughs> so even that made me scared, believe it or not. Anyway, I like working out, but my fitness has gone to shit in the last couple of years because I need yeah, to study in room with a child. Yeah, I mean, you know, you lose time and you you make up. I sound like every other person that ever walked into my gym. I had like, two I children, so this, my but, body has, yeah. has absolutely suffered from it. Yeah, I mean, the difference luckily, is Jeremy I, didn't birth them. <laughs> yeah, so what's your next excuse? <laughs> uh, college, actually. So I put on my first <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> You're right. two kids, and then he's not in That's college. In, yeah, right. That's awesome. <laughs> Any other questions? You got them all. <laughs> what else do you do? I mean, it sounds like you're pretty open. So, um, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, farming, but think about it. Like, you're not just sitting on your ass. I'm not just sitting on my ass. I do right, lunges right. on working, the job yeah, site. Yeah. I don't care. I I really do bust my butt there. And, I, and most days I feel like, okay, I, you know, I at least feel like I got to work out in, but it's hard job. I mean, oh, it's yeah. a really hard job. Quick story. I got asked to be on tough as nails. I don't know if you guys are. Oh yeah. We know that show. So I actually interviewed with Phil, the CBS, like the yeah. Macy race guy. He and I Skyped an interview and, and I was all slotted to go to the first season for that. And the whole premise of that was, you know, can somebody who does something like CrossFit, so it's like an hour workout a day or whatever, yeah. can they survive doing the type of work that the blue collar people can do for eight hours who aren't sitting there also trying to train? You know, it, it's kind of a cool concept, but you do. I mean, I at least stay healthy enough and I still stay in shape enough to to do my job and that's really important and I have to give myself credit that I'm at least taking care of what I can take care of to keep myself healthy you know so I can last because at some point I'm not going to have school so I'll have a little bit more time my son's nine I'll have a little bit more flexibility as he gets a little bit more independent too. But, you know, we run around, you know, if I've got to run up and down the field when he's playing soccer, oh, well, and that's what I'll do. I used to work out a lot more, but yeah, I don't know. I just like to chill. I really just like to chill on my off time. Yeah. Yeah. Listen to music. I miss music concerts. That's, that's a big thing. Yeah, it's definitely been, that. A, been a damper for, for all that. I agree with that. I mean, it was funny. Yeah, you know, I got a seven and a four-year-old and I was just sure. able to take them up in Maine to have like an AHL team. And I was like, you know, I remember you going to these things all the time. And they're the best because they're really geared towards the kids. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's not a major professional event. They're throwing hockey pucks over the glass. Yeah. My daughter went away with a broken hockey stick. The goalie that's sitting spraying my kid with his water bottle. But it was, oh, it was amazing. Yeah. So, it, it, you know, I do miss, I miss that stuff. I'm not doing stuff. that with COVID anymore, probably. Hey? Well, you know, no, maybe. He, he did it four years ago. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. they, do it, um, they do it different. No. Main, no main's a little different. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's cool. Admirals probably would do that too. They're just, <laughs> they don't even know if they're around. Them. No, but but yeah, no, I mean, to be honest with you, missing that. I mean, it, 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 these mm-hmm. these events are few and far between and they're definitely becoming harder and harder. And it, it, it is hard to raise a child right now because it is just, 
just you know unprecedented times and so much more work to be honest with you i mean we have this awesome um summer thing called summer fest i mean it's the largest music festival in the states and for the last two years we've missed it I was going to go see Chappelle. He was here on 9-11. I was like, oh my God, that would just probably blow up this idea. Yeah. There's so many hoops to jump through that the hell with this. You're not going to sit here and test me at the gate. We're like cattle and they're just rounding us into, you know, certain places. And I'm like, you know what? If it's more of a hassle, I don't need to go. And then Chappelle, of course, gets like COVID then. (laughs) And again, I'm not here to talk about COVID. I don't give a shit. I just got over it. You guys know that. But, Mm -hmm. you know just it's evolution just let it happen we're all gonna get sick at some point you know go eat dirt on your farm right that's what yeah. i was told <laughs> yeah, that's, that's we, we grew it. up eating dirt so yeah and it sucks just to be able to enjoy that stuff because you don't know what kind of politics you're gonna also run into so hopefully we can all get outside and you know be happy again right exactly we used to we have some awesome venues around here and i'm sad that we couldn't tap into a lot of it because of that crap and yeah but cheers cheers to to 2022 onward upward hopefully hell yeah onward and upward i love it (laughs) no this this has been Maggie. Thank you so much. You're you're someone that we've been wanting to talk to for a while. I know you don't think of yourself this way, but you're a pioneer in the trades. Obviously, class act, act leading leading the charge for the female generation, which is oh my god, stop! It's that the real deal. Wild. Whether you whether you believe it or not, it's the real deal. It's, it's I don't want to. I'm not happening. gonna believe it. So All in your head, <laughs> no, I. <laughs> I appreciate it. And honestly, I feel confident that I've done a good enough job at least for training, you know, how to be a respectable individual and not get into the, the, you know, what unfortunately social media can do is engulfs you and you can change. And I just want to keep an even keeled tone and and help out any people who are thinking, no, and, and, you know, keep pressing on with, matter what age you're at you can do whatever you want you just got to have the mindset of making the decision and then making that work and if it doesn't work it's okay because something will so yeah i mean i hope whoever is listening possibly to this they it's not it's not many people it's probably like 10 15 what the hell am i even doing this (laughs) there's a lot really thanks so obviously we're gonna we're gonna tag you on Instagram, right? We always have a lot of folks that want to reach out, whether it's you know whether it's other folks that are looking to get near a trade or ask questions or learn more. But awesome. what what else should we pump for you? Is it Electric Mags, and and that's where kind of most of that stuff goes through for you? Don't say the pack. You know. All right. Seriously, <laughs> we are gonna. You motherfuckers are gonna get it. <laughs> I'm sending Aaron Rodgers and his, his mustache <laughs> to you tomorrow. So, um, uh, I mean, I, you know, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram. That's mainly my jam, YouTube, you know, I'm in a place where I'm working on a website. I'm not telling anybody about it yet. It's still in the work. 
I did. It's called <laughs> She's Electric Megs. Ooh, nice. Handle She's Electric Megs. Again, you're going to find that it's nothing there. <laughs> but, you know, and that will be a portal for a lot of like questions about how do you get into the apprenticeship, what my story is, answer a lot of the basic questions. And then if, you know, people want to know how to study, like it sort of will be along the lines of a more helpful way. Plus it's going to, you know, obviously I'll talk about whatever stuff I've got going and whatever fills base kind of thing, but she's electric Megs. Thank you for being our number one guest on this season and yeah, kicking it yeah. off strong. <laughs>